everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got a rough one this week, but we're going to take it on for you folks. Uh, just like those coaches are going to have to go into the film room and figure out something. Uh, LSU lost a, I don't know if you'd call it a barn burner, a nail biter. It was just back and forth. But uh, Ole Miss came out victorious in the end, 55-49, outlasting pretty much just outscoring the Tigers. Uh, like I said, it was just back and forth all night long. We're going to get into that. The highs, a lot of the lows, and uh, you know, just look forward to see how, how we think we're going to look next week and beyond. And just take a look at the rest of college football. Before we do, I want to check in with you guys. Good to be back, although wasn't really excited about talking about this game. I mean, it was, it was a good game, but um, holy cow. If if you're if you have no interest in LSU, this is one of the best games probably of the season. Yeah. Um. Just as far as like entertainment, but for me, it's just absolutely sickening. Um. It's good to be with you, Scott. Good to be with you, Daniel. Not good to be talking about this game. Yeah. Hello, folks. This is the LSU football experience at its finest. They <laughs> hold your heart in their hand and then just crush it at the worst possible time. Uh. But. I guess it's worth discussing what went wrong, what can be fixed, if anything. And there, there was a lot wrong, a lot good, actually, buried in all this. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But definitely an exciting college football Saturday, to be sure. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, each week's kind of been different the last few weeks. I think last week was, you know, it was uh, almost a bunch of upsets, LSU included. I mean, this game was kind of similar to the Arkansas game, just back and forth, scoring good football like you said tommy if you're not invested in the outcome but yeah it's just it's heartbreaking to lose that way but like i said i i still feel like we were two plays away from this type of result last week uh but you know we were probably two plays away from having the same outcome as last week uh where lsu maybe could have won this game all they had to do was stop Ole miss you know really one drive that's it just one drive, the last drive, because, uh, you know, as as much as we were both scoring, it just kind of had a feeling earlier on, like, well, God, is this going to come down to, like, the last possession? Uh, pretty much did. LSU did have the ball, couldn't really close it out, but, I mean, I, I think that was just because there wasn't really enough time. A couple mistakes there at the end, but overall, I don't know. If you're looking at the offensive numbers, you'd think – if that's all I showed you, you'd think there's no way LSU lost this game, but they did because uh, the they didn't have any defensive numbers. Um, I don't know if we recorded any tackles or not. I, I couldn't find any after the game. Uh, the stats were unavailable because I think ESPN just didn't bother to tally them up. Was, ah, what's the what's the point of keeping defense in this game? This is a this is an offensive game. Um, I don't know, Tommy. Uh, it's a lot to good lot good to take away. Obviously, some glaring bad, which I think could go back to the FSU game. But um, yeah, I don't know what's uh, what. What did you make of the performance itself? I mean, I think I said it already, but still, it was just sickening to watch. Um, I think that I think Ole Miss is a, is a good, not a great team. I think we're a, a a clearly a good, not a great team. Definitely not a not even a good team on defense. Um, I, I think there were a few kind of really key moments that I, that I saw that it was just very disappointing. Um, like 
uh, Scott, you said, you know, you, you, you kind of felt early on, maybe in the fourth or third quarter, like, is this game going to come down to the last possession? Clearly it did. It really fell down that air, that point. And, and on Ole Miss's last drive, I mean, I couldn't help but thinking, and, and, and they were even talking about it, like on the, on the, the broadcast, I saw it on Twitter, like all during the time. It's like, we should have let them score. I was saying that out loud. Uh, it was, was inevitable. Watching. You know, it, it's one of those, it's one of those things where like the, it, the analytics telling you to do it. The only thing that stops people from doing this, this like pride of like, Oh, you know, we never back down. Our defense is going to pin, pin our ears back and give them four downs. And it's like, yeah, you know what? If you'd been, if you could, if you'd done that all game, then we wouldn't be in this position right now, but you, you clearly are not capable. I'm sorry. You're not like, if we let them score at the very end, if if they run, if like, because really what it, I think what it came down to in my mind is, are they in field goal range or not? Field goal, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you, if they, with the moment they got in the field goal range, it should have been, let's get this over with as quickly as possible and have as much time as we can to respond. Um, I, I think if we have more time, there's a half decent chance we win that game last night. Um either way i mean we shouldn't be in that position i mean it was a really embarrassing loss for lsu i think on college if you watch college game day um desmond howard was asked uh who the best one loss team in the whole country is and he was like oh i think it's got to be lsu like multiple people are you know putting lsu at the top of the sec all this kind of stuff i mean clearly we're not at the top of the sec now um it's just an embarrassing loss on it i wouldn't say a huge stage um i mean it's not like Ole miss is a is a you know Ole Miss is not Alabama Ole Miss is not um Georgia or Ohio State or something like that but this is a team that I think is generally regarded as a as a a lesser a less a traditionally lesser program uh LSU usually should have the advantage most years and um and, and I mean we just we really embarrass ourselves I don't I don't know it's I mean it's it's i feel like you know it's like sometimes sometimes you think sometimes you look at a score and it looks like a blowout and you can say look that game was a lot closer than the scoreboard says it, i think this is like the inverse of that i think this game was a lot uh was a lot more of a blowout than the scoreboard says we did not deserve to be within six points of them but we did we we deserve to lose by like it that was it they beat us they beat us bad and we got lucky off of a horse collar tackle a few stupid penalties by Ole Miss or it's unsportsmanlike mm-hmm. conduct um, that really kept us in the game and allowed us to score. And then some like random, just heroic plays by wide receivers, which were great. And Jane Daniels played, played great. Like he's played all season. Um, but, and, and you know what? Also got to give a shout out to Logan Diggs. I think he was, I mean, he was one of the best players on LSU's team on, on the field for LSU last night. I think he submitted himself as the top back for us um something that that you know I, a guy i've been talking about really me and daniel saw him in high school i remember watching him in high school being like this is the best player in louisiana and uh and i think he's he's you know submitted himself as the best back on our team um but other than that i don't care still embarrassing right for me it boils down to with an offense like ours we can beat just about anybody in the country but with the defense like ours, we can lose to pretty much anybody in the country. Yeah, uh, it, It's easy to say now, but the 
signs were on the wall pretty much from the beginning because barring Grambling, which is kind of irrelevant, I would say, and Mississippi State, which is turning out to be more of a situation of their offense was just so bad more than us having a good defensive game like we've given up 30 plus points every game to florida state arkansas and and now we'll miss hanging 55 on us with i believe like the sec record or near to it for the number of yards allowed in a game and that that really just can't happen i mean it it felt more like we were watching big 12 or pac-12 football just airing it out all night instead of sec ground and pound this is a far cry from less miles nine to six okay but but did it i felt like when i felt like during maybe the second quarter second and third quarter i felt like we were watching less miles football from our from our offensive perspective and not necessarily i think i felt like we were watching the pinnacle of less miles football the way that we were handing it off to to digs and he was just i mean eating people alive for six yards seven yards and and going straight up the middle going you know running through tackles i i i liked it i liked the the I liked the tenacity and and the the way we were able to establish the run. But again, like, I just don't feel like it matched up where it's like, look, we can't, like, we're not going to win this game by just running the ball on them. It's Mm -hmm. like, we needed to score. I don't know. And LSU was getting dominated for the most part, I think on the both lines, defensive line in particular, uh, we were getting very little push. Uh, Mason Smith was looking big and slow. A bomb. Uh, yeah, and we we couldn't get to Jackson Dart. We recorded recorded the big goose egg in terms of sacks, and he was wheeling and dealing both on the ground and in the air. Quinshawn Judkins, he's not that good, right? He he made plenty of good plays both in the air and with his legs, but it was almost a case of where we were just seeing ghosts out there. We couldn't tackle a Pop Warner running back, much less uh, an SEC caliber running back and, and quarterback like Ole Miss has, and. Yeah, the tackling was bad, missed coverages. Um, you said it, Tommy, you, you can't really pin this one on Jaden Daniels or anybody on the offense. Brian Thomas had a career day with three touchdown catches, uh, and they were doing their best to keep us in it. I mean, halfway or late in the second quarter, I was like, how in the world are we still even in this game after Ole Miss exploded yeah. for 14 in like the first five minutes? I was like, wait, we could. And then obviously we took the lead going into the second half. I thought we were half. about to sneak away with this, and I was going to be like, wait, what? Like I thought we were going to go, I, I legitimately, when we took the lead, I thought, okay, we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably score one more time and win by like 10, four, like 10 points, 14 points, something along those lines. And then it'll look like, oh, we had like a pretty, like, oh, that was a pretty solid win for us on paper. And, and everyone will be like, everyone that watched and paid attention will be like, whoa, that was not good. Well, that's what happened last year. That's what happened last year because we were down by 17 in a very similar uh, turn of events. We came back in the second and third quarters, and then we won by around 10 or so. Uh, But it wasn't our best game, and this one we got the worst of it because our defense literally could not get off the field to save their life. Every third down, you just knew they were going to convert. It it wasn't even worth watching. And that was, I think, the most demoralizing thing about it was – you're like, if our offense gets stopped one time, like it's over because Ole Miss is just going to keep scoring. And that's yes. what they did. Uh, and our offense did get stopped when we had the ball with five minutes left up by f- four or no, up by two, five minutes left. We had the ball and we punted it away. Almost came down and scored. That was a wrap. Uh, so hopefully better things ahead, but major, major changes do need to be made. And I think this was a reality check for everyone involved. It was, and um, but I mean, it's just amazing 
game for Jaden Daniels. I mean, even his his uh, you know just his completions, his percentage has been really good this year. Like the guy's been pretty accurate, uh, very efficient. It doesn't like even with these numbers, they could still be better because you know like we were downing the ball, you know, towards the end. But I mean, he threw for over four hundred yards, four TDs, no picks. Did have the one fumble, which should have had. I mean, he should, that guy should have run off with the game. Yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> what else could you ask for from your quarterback? I mean, he's making throws that we wanted him to make last year. Yes, uh, and we almost had two hundred yard rushers for crying out loud. Problem is, so did they. They had two hundred yard receivers also, and yeah, we made Jackson Dart look like Aaron Rodgers back there. But um, it it never should have happened. Tulane did better. We we only did 18 points better than Mercer for crying out loud. They beat Mercer 73 to 3. Mm. And we gave up 55 to him. So uh, there's no excuse. Brian Kelly can talk all he wants about, well, we got some young guys back there and they're just, you know, they're still learning. Like, no, there is no way a defensive coach in the SEC, at least like Matt House, with what, as much as we're paying him, should give up 700 yards. Um, yeah, you kind of got the feeling we're not going to stop him. It's just two scores last. Maybe we can get one stop. Well, we did, but that's only because Ole Miss stopped themselves, right? What they had a, you know, like a holding or something. So it pushed them back and they had to kick a field goal. We stopped them on a, a fourth down. They scored on a first down or fourth down for their first drive though. So they, they weren't scared. Uh, I think that's what's going on with these, these, these offenses. They're not scared of our defense. We used to be DBU. Now we're DB who? Like, yeah. who do we have back there? Do you know yeah. who you're covering? Who? I don't know. I mean, we've lost some guys, you know. Um, that's That happens. But Ole Miss lost some people, too. And there's just no excuse for this this far in the season where we're just – we look completely lost back there. I mean, this goes back to the UCLA game, right, where we're just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Doing everything we need to on offense. But as far as defense goes, I don't know, man. It looks, uh, looks like D2. It, it, you know? it looks really bad. And I think that um, something like I actually think a bright spot, like our linebacking is not is, is actually very good. I think I think Whit Weeks looks all American oh, yeah. as a as a true freshman. I mean, yeah. he was the only one really getting in there and, and stopping Quinn Sean Judkins. But we had like Daniel said, we had no defensive line presence whatsoever and we had no safety play. Like not um, the safety is like the inverse of where they needed to be. Like when they were supposed to be crashing and making tackles, they're like whiffing on the tackles. And then on deep coverage, they're getting pulled to the wrong side of the field. Dart looks them off. And then we have no safety help over the top. So, I mean, you look at the stat sheet, major burns and Andre Sam were leading the team in tackles. It was because they were being forced into making all these plays everywhere. Just kind of running around like our chick chickens with their heads cut off at the safety position. There was very little coordination there. Sorry to kind of hijack your point. Well, I mean, I just, I just think that like, if you look at the big, like if you look at the big plays that, that Ole Miss had, particularly at the, towards the end of the game, it was that little uh, halfback toss from the, from shotgun where, I mean, it's the most like basic play, nothing like nothing got that gadget, nothing that intricate uh, Jackson Dart takes the snap, tosses it to one side to Quinshawn Jenkins, who runs a little sweep outside. And we have no, like, no, like just nobody in space there. It, it was, he, he was pretty much wide open with a, with a beautiful, big, open running lane for i mean that happened at least four or five times 
Um, mm-hmm. and that was, oh, I mean, oh, that, yeah. that was what sliced us apart when, when they tried to run up the middle, like, like I said, Whit Weeks, um, Omar Spites, uh, even, even, uh, even Harold Perkins and, um, uh, Greg Penn. I saw all of them getting in there and, and really plugging, uh, you know, plugging holes in the middle and, and yeah, like the, like Quinshawn Judkins is probably one of the best uh, running backs in the SEC. So yeah, of course he gets a couple of yards. But I don't, I don't really recall Ole Miss breaking one off right up the middle. I think we had, I think we had decent run, um, a decent run stopping ability, you know, in the middle, in the middle of the, in the middle of the field. But these outside runs, I, I, which was just, just terrible. And that's really when, where, you know, that's where you want your strong safety to, to be flying down, or free safety to be flying down, making a play. You know, hope and, and that's what you're hoping for because. If if everything if your uh, if your defensive end and the cornerback and your linebackers are all kind of playing where they're supposed to be playing and taking on blocks the way they're supposed to be taking on blocks that's it's it's almost like an Oklahoma drill for a, for a safety screaming down the field and we just didn't have that I mean it was by that by that by the, by the point we were you know even even making uh, making a play on the on that on the runner it's like eight nine ten yards yeah. Where this is kind of a tough question to answer, but how would y'all allocate the blame kind of for the ownership on the defensive performance between the players and the coaches? I mean, obviously players miss tackles, missed assignments, and then coaches in terms of like scheme, basically no adjustments to what Ole Miss was doing. Um, very little pressure dialed up. It's, it's hard to say, but is it like 50, 50 or because people are already calling for Matt house, the defensive coordinator's head, yeah. even running it up to Brian Kelly. Yeah. Or, or is it just a, a bad day at the office for, for the players? I'll go first. I'd say bad day at the office for the players, but that's been the case. So to me, that's why it goes back to the coaches again. I, I get that they're freshmen, but I mean, come on, we had, uh, they're not all going to be Derek Stingley's where we can, put them in there as freshmen and they're just going to hold it down. But it's like, not all of them are. It's like, we've had guys like there's, you know, there's uh there, there's guys that are not freshmen that are on the team, but that we just don't see them. Maybe they're not ready, but I don't know. I'd say it's on the coaching because you look at the game and like, yeah, we, we almost came back and took the, the lead at half. And then, so we gave up 21 in the first quarter. 10 in the second, you think, okay, maybe we're starting to slow them down. Three in the third quarter, okay, yeah, okay. But then, you know, they scored at will in the fourth quarter, and that is all in the coaching. Like I said, it goes back to what I said earlier. I just I just don't think there's any excuse because, yeah, you, you didn't really see any adjustments. Um, I, 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 I mean, there's nothing visible on the TV, so it's on Matt House. Uh, Brian Kelly says, yeah, no, we, we have to be upset about this. We have to be embarrassed. I'm like, great, but... I don't think the players should be as embarrassed. The, the coach like Matt house should, uh, you know, kind of like some of these members of Congress, he should turn in his salary for this week. Cause that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel, I think Dan, I, I kind of, I say 60, 40 for 55, 45. Uh, and, and, you know, with a little bit, a little bit more on house, but I, I, I still like, I feel like, Okay, back when LSU was playing real, I mean, I'm talking about fearsome, just smash mouth, hard, tough defense. We had John Chavis as the coordinator. 
there was no love lost for Don Chavis and for Tiger fans. I mean, the amount of times that we had that that LSU fans would kind of have the same like arguments and fights and, oh, he made no adjustments or, oh, like, what's he doing? But we were still able to put a very good product on the field. And I think that was kind of I mean, I think that was talent. I think that was want to. I think that was just just something there was just something. And and I mentioned it last week and and I, I, I keep going back to it because it still just sticks in my head. Kirk Herbstreet in 2020 or 2021, yeah, it was 2021, what you're saying. was talking about LSU defense. He was like, this, this, they just haven't had it. They have, they have not had, they have not been in the LSU defense in, in years. And at that point, that was the first, I mean, that was like, he was kind of saying like, they haven't really been in LSU defense since 2019. I would argue that for, for people who are really, I guess, you know, connoisseurs of LSU defenses, we haven't really had one like uh, had, had one like we're like we really expect or we should expect to have since Jamal Adams was there. Um, but all you know, all that being said, whatever, it's been it's been at least four years since we have had a tough, mean defense that really gets after. Her. And um, I think part of, part of that is just the game has changed. Um, but also I think that in part of that's recruiting, but also I think it's, you know, it has to do with not only recruiting talent, but recruiting the type of talent that wants to play that way. Um, I, yeah. I think about, I think about, uh, a guy who LSU looked at was, was thinking about picking up a, a Louisiana guy named Donovan Kaufman out of, out of rubble. Um, and we talked, we actually talked, we talked to his coach before Stuart Panna, who's been on the podcast, I think twice now. Um, he was a guy who was who was on the cusp of being recruited by LSU. Ended up going to Vanderbilt, and then now is at Auburn, I believe. Um, and, and playing for for everything I've for everything I've seen, he's playing pretty well at Auburn. Um, I watched him play yesterday against Georgia. Yeah, it, it's, he starts for them. Like he's, I th- I want to say he was preseason, like a preseason second team All SEC guy or something. Like people were people have been really like talking about him as a safety. And the thing about him is, I mean, he was he is a he's the kind of safety that uh that goes and 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 makes a and 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 competes and and makes a tackle against judkins in open space and goes and like i mean if he's not going to make the tackle he's going to go and deliver a blow and maybe he'll get run over maybe judkins will get run over but it's going to happen it's not going to be like a tiptoe kind of thing um i feel like but i remember in the recruiting process and you know you could you can go back on tiger droppings um, forums and you can go back and and look at kind of the way that, the way that they evaluated him he just he didn't have he wasn't tall enough he wasn't big enough it was like oh like he's not an sec his sec type guy i think we used to get we used to recruit more for mentality or a little bit we used to put more on mentality but more on the way they play the game now we put a lot more on just measurables um, and I think that has to do with camp scene and with the growth and recruiting on on the internet, the way that people look at on three and two four seven and rivals and all that. Um, to where we're not just we're not just recruiting the best football football players, we're recruiting the best like athletes. And so he would, you know, and I'm not saying that Donovan Kaufman would would have caught would have gotten us the game last night. We would have won, but. I feel like we're recruiting. We we might be recruiting. You know, it's like one of those things where we might be recruiting all five stars, and it all looks great. But what kind of five stars are we recruiting? Yeah, your your comment about not having the classic LSU defense since 2019 gave me a bit of pause because I was like, well, wonder if 
we almost leaned too far into that where we kind of stumbled into that identity of LSU is kind of an explosive offense with Joe Burrow slinging it to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And I mean, that was great because our, our offense was number one in the country and defense was good enough to get us 15 and 0 and win a national championship. But at that point, we were leaning into it so much where all the promotional videos and uh, like come to LSU stuff was all referencing that offense. And like, this is who we are now. And we saw that a little bit in the subsequent Ed Orgeron years where it was a bit of a revolving door at the quarterback position. But the defense then was not good. We like yesterday was many shades of 2020 and 2021. And now we're with Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and stuff. That's still, I think, who we are. And I don't know if how much that's maybe affected recruiting players. I think they want to play for a more kind of high octane offense and stuff. And then, as opposed to a ground and pound, like you, playmakers aren't going to Wisconsin or Iowa for their like lethal threats. But then, I mean, those teams play pretty good defense for the most part. They keep it competitive. And I wonder if maybe we strayed a little bit or swung the, the seesaw too far in, in that direction and how to, to kind of change the culture to get back more balanced. Uh, and like we, we've lost the top two defensive linemen in this year's class in the state of Louisiana to Texas A&M already. Uh, and hopefully that doesn't continue in the future, but something to, to think about, I think. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that we would, we're never going to go back to you. Uh, at least not in the, not in the foreseeable future. We're like until, until college football in general, decides you know everything everything cycles until college football in general moves to a to a much more running running style of play which i don't see them i don't see us moving that way in you know anytime soon we're never going to go back to 2010 2011 lsu i mean you look at you look at even what alabama alabama's first championship the what the way their defense and offense operated compared to the most recent championship i mean they're they're two completely different teams but the difference is, uh, and, and I think you can say the same thing about like the past two Georgia teams that have won. Georgia has been high flying, like very, uh, very high octane offenses, but their defenses have been mean and and nasty and in your face and and physical. Um, there's a way to do it in today's landscape to where it's like, no, you don't have to like it's not, like and I, and Dato, I'm not saying that you're saying this, but like we don't have to go back to. Uh, three, you know, th- three runs and then we're going to punt and then we're going to go, and, you know, pin our ears back and just hold them and they're not going to move across the 50 yard line and they're going to punt to us and then we're going to punt back to them. We don't have to go back to that. But I really I truly believe it's a mentality thing that we just don't have. Sure. And I remember the mentality a few years ago was we do have this good defense and fans are always opining. We've got all these playmakers. We just need a quarterback. And for the most part, that was true. Uh, Yeah, you could say we did shift, but now it's like uh, the pendulum has gone to the other side where the last few years, well, at least 2019, I'd say last year, this year, LSU's offense has been better. The defense is, I I don't know, it's it's a sliding scale. It seems like Saturday in most of the season, though, it's um, we're broken, but maybe one or two drives will just bend a little bit. And that'll be the difference, like Arkansas. I felt like if they could have done that against Florida State, maybe we could, maybe that game could have been a little bit more competitive. But yeah, we just we just don't have the thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I would venture to say if we had Grant Delpit in that game yesterday, then 
Yes. Who knows? Maybe maybe that could have been. That's one of those five star guys that we would get because it was DBU. And now, uh, you know, I don't know. We, yeah, we can live off history, but I don't know for how much longer because we are definitely not. We're not. We're not shutting a no fly zone back there. That's for I sure. I saw. I saw a tweet last night, and I was just like, "Man, he might be right." But somebody just tweeted simply, "DBU left with Coach Raymond." I don't know. I, I mean, I re- I do I do I remember thinking when Corey Raymond left LSU, hey, like one coach is not the program. You know, LSU has a history that we had great DBs before he came. We'll have great DBs afterwards, but. Well, looking looking at their score against Kentucky, he didn't take it with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might not have brought it to to Florida, but he might. Yeah, he might. It's it might out have been there lo- lost. Yeah, it might have been lost on iTunes somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's yeah. there's been a lot of talk about trying to get Dave Aranda back at LSU now that his tenure at Baylor has kind of been iffy the last few years. And uh, they, they had a, actually had a miraculous comeback. Like they were down, I think 28 to UCF and ended up winning at the end yesterday, but still like, um, do you want to be a, a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? Um, LSU, I think would probably welcome him back with open arms at this point, especially for how much they're paying Matt house. I don't know if they can negotiate Aranda down a little bit, but we'll see. Right. And just looking around at everything else, it's like we, you know, it's, it was before Brian Kelly was signed on. We, oh, is it uh, Billy Napier? Oh, could we get Mel Tucker? I mean, Jimbo, I, I don't know. It's like uh, just looking at the, the head coach. I don't think there was anybody better necessarily. Um, it's still early. I think we, we definitely overachieved last year. So that's why we have, you know, we, we think we should not at least go below that plateau, but um, still a lot of football left. I just don't know if we have everything it takes to fix everything that's wrong. No, I think, I think it's, uh, coaches, players, otherwise, I think I, now I, I've, I've seen people say this and I don't necessarily, I don't remember, but, I, but then again, I didn't watch every single preseason Brian Kelly press conference with, you know, and I didn't take notes and, and really try to diagnose what he was saying. But um, people are people. I've seen a number of people say, "Look, like he told you, this team was not. This is this was not the team. And then we were we were a year away. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I mean, you'd hate to squander the opportunity that we have with with um, Jaden Daniels playing so well. But um, you know, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe like this isn't the team." And maybe we got a little bit, I don't want to say, or maybe not caught, got lucky, but caught lightning in a bottle, you know, just like had a right place, right time last year. And, um, and then, you know, and, but we're still not, you know, we weren't, we weren't necessarily there. Yes. Last year, we're not there this year. Maybe, maybe next year, or the year after is the one to go for, but I don't know. It's not good. Well, well, let's look ahead six days here. The most immediate future we have going to Columbia, Missouri to play Mizzou. What adjustments, if any, do you think we can make? And and how does that game shake itself out after this past week's insanity? I mean, Mizzou, not a bad team this year. They're, I think, 5-0. and Undefeated. Playing at, playing at home. Their quarterback has the, uh, I think, the SEC record for the longest number of, of pass attempts without interception, which is like almost 300 pass attempts in a row. Um and they beat Kansas State already. 
and they'll be looking to take down the LSU Tigers. I think if our defense holds them to 30 or less, then that's a win. Um, our offense will, I assume, put some points on the board. But this one before the season, this was like you didn't even blink twice with the check mark next to this game. And now we're like, oh, boy, this could be a lot closer than we thought. Um, I, I would say we, we've kind of made this point many times, but on paper, our talent is better than Mizzou's. But at this point, it's a question of who wants it more. I mean, is, does this old miss loss demoralize us for the rest of the year? Or can we bounce back? I hope it's the latter. Um, Brian Kelly better light into them tomorrow and get three, four days of good practice. Um, they better be tackling the, their pillows, uh, wrapping up. <laughs> I don't know what else to say on that one, but uh, what do y'all think we, we see this weekend? I agree. I think it depends how they practice. I think uh, they should be mad this week, and I think that'll give us hopefully an edge. I mean, we'll definitely need it. It's it's another early early game, right? At 11 a.m.? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, last few years, we've we've been okay with those. So, I... I I don't dare venture a, a score prediction quite yet, but I, I feel like we can turn it around. We at least hopefully can outscore them. Uh, Mizzou is riding high, but you know it's it's every week is different. You know they they're just ready to get knocked down. That's how I see it. This is a tough one for me. Um, I feel like. And I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've been. I haven't seen. I haven't seen LSU clearly in a while. Like as far as being, I feel like I've been able to see other teams clearly. And like, oh, I think this team's better than this team. I think that we're gonna. I think you know, like I feel like I've I was able to say early on. Look, I don't think this is. A, I don't think this is the Bama team. I I feel like you know. I don't know about this Georgia team. Now Georgia's you know escaped again this this week against uh, against Auburn, but. Man, I feel like they got beat for three and a half quarters. Um, with I, I almost, I almost want to say I think we might lose to Missouri. Uh, Eleven a.m. is a tough. I feel like it's a tough time. I know Scott. Yeah, you're right. We have had decent luck. Um, I will remind you though, there was a time, uh, what three years ago, we went to Missouri at eleven a.m. And that was the beginning of the end for Orange Rock. Mm-hmm. We lost. We were like, what where, just happened? <laughs> yeah, Miles Miles Brennan goes down with the mysterious injury that no one had ever seen before. <laughs> and uh, oh, no, I, I just I, I went through and looked at it. She's a, an eight point favorite. I don't know if I like that. How? How are we still an eight point favorite? Um, the, I guess they're saying, I mean, like, look, you look at Missouri's and who they've played. Middle Tennessee, they beat them by four. Kansas State, they beat them by three. Memphis, they beat them by seven. And they beat Vanderbilt by 17. So, I mean, that was a, I mean, I don't know. Although all four of those teams, I can't tell you which one's better. Probably, I guess Memphis is probably the best of the four they've played. Um, or maybe Kansas State, I guess. I don't know. But, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, I think I think I'm gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna go out on a limb. And maybe I'll maybe I'll look like an idiot when when we beat them by 40 points and we just go out there and stomp curb stomp them like we did Mississippi State. But I feel like take Missouri with the points. Give me eight points in Missouri. I think it, I think it comes down to the end and maybe we win by. But we're not winning by by more than 
eight points. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, I was looking at the the line before the LSU miss, Ole Miss game. I was thinking, what was the over under? Was it like around sixty seven or something? I, I'm just, it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, I don't know. Look at what look at what Ole Miss did against Alabama. They scored ten points. Yeah, Alabama didn't need to score much more. I think they had twenty four. They got the win. Um, it's a it's definitely a down year for Alabama, but they held Ole Miss to ten points, and I'm thinking surely we can do at least half as good at that. Like maybe we'll keep them to 20 or 30 way wrong. Glad I didn't mention it. Glad I didn't take any action. I mean, whoever picked the over was definitely happy, but um, yeah, that was just insane. And uh, I'm sure Missouri is looking at that, licking their chops yeah. and they're, they can, you know, everyone's, like you, whoever said it earlier, it's like, yeah, in all the games except for Grambling, basically, we've, you know, we've we've given up a lot. Surely Mizzou can look at this and figure out how they're going to get a lot from us. So I hope Matt House did not take today off. He's, you know, putting in overtime, told the wife and kids, sorry, I uh, can't this week, and is looking at film or something. Yeah. I don't know. Looking at it, maybe looking at uh, other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's on Indeed right now. That's yeah. what he's doing. I'm, I'm with my original position that if LSU holds Mizzou to 30 or less, then that's that's a win, and I think we do win in that situation because our offense will be good enough. If Mizzou matches us point for point on the board like Ole Miss, I can very easily see a similar situation where it comes down to just who wants it more at the end and Mizzou riding high. They're To be honest – they had got more to play for than LSU. Uh, they're still in the playoff race and LSU with two losses is very much on the fringe, if even possible to, to stay alive. So um, Tommy's, he's doubting that a little let's bit. Let's not get carried away. They've got Kentucky on the, they've got Kentucky the week after us. I think that, I think Kentucky will blow them out. If, if, if they play the way they played against Florida, they've got Georgia on the schedule. They've got Tennessee on the schedule. Well, I'm just saying, like, them beating Florida, LSU yeah. means more to Missouri than L yes. beating Missouri okay, does to right. us. Yes. But, yeah, you're right. We, we've we lost two. Now we're just – we're not we're no longer contenders. We're just a dangerous team to everybody else out there. Yeah, you all know? we can do is be spoiler now. Exactly. And, and maybe get a cool bowl. Like, maybe we can go to – Sugar Bowl, if we don't lose bowl. more, but no, we know the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we, we're lucky if we go to a bowl at this rate because look at the rest of the schedule. I mean, teams are turning it around. We still got Alabama. We still got Florida, uh, you know, and then Auburn, and who knows how that's going to be. Uh, then you have. Man, if we catch that Auburn team that, that played la like yesterday, oh, we're losing by like three yeah. touchdowns. Oh, and then we got, you know, AM to finish out the year, and we're going to have to probably face our old quarterback, Max Johnson, who did pretty good last week in uh, coming in uh, once uh, AM's quarterback went down. He's lost for the season, by the way. Uh, and he got the win this week on the road uh, against Arkansas. Well, I mean, it was, you know, they, they met at Jerry's World, but still. Uh, he's getting it done. So I, I think at this point, LSU is just trying to avoid being the, in the cellar of the SEC West. Right. Cause. Yeah. Just win, win the games you can. And I mean, at this point we're looking at like an eight and four season. <laughs> It'd be a, a reasonable ask. Uh, so just, we got to win games like we have this week against Missouri. And then 
let the ones against Bama and A&M come to us how they may. Uh, we had higher hopes going into the season. I think on this podcast, we were saying two to three wins by the end of the year. We've already put two on the, on the board. Uh, so not much room for error, but I guess we'll, we'll find out what the team is made of this weekend. Oh yeah. And uh, again, it's just week to week at this point. Cause uh, there's nothing really to look too far down the road at like, Oh, we're for undefeated when we play Alabama, you know, that, all that's out the window. So hopefully they can refocus and just look at each game in front of them, which uh, you know, I wish they were doing from the get go, but we'll see. Um, but I mean, the rest of the college football is shaking out to where it, it, it is really a season for anybody at this point. Um, going back to, I think it was Thursday or Friday, Oregon state took down Utah, which, uh, I, I don't know. People were talking about Oregon state before the season. I'm like, why, what about what's going on with them? But uh, they're doing it. USC and Colorado had a, a good game. I looked like USC was going to just, run away with it i think colorado was kind of coming back uh so there's that texas looks strong um all across the board though uh it's you know i, I have a feeling that most teams are probably going to have one loss just depends who it might be to we'll see it, it, I, I saw the, in the in the same uh, game day broadcast they asked who do you think would have two teams in the playoff sec or pac-12 said pac-12 yeah, starting to look like that, huh? It's crazy to me that, like, I don't know. I still don't feel like the Pac-12 is that good. <laughs> like, when I, I watch them. The, I mean, look at them, yeah. I get, yeah, it's, like, weird. I feel like, but, I mean, again, we're not that good. And I, this is a weird year for college football. I feel like that, like, I said, I've said it, I think I said it week two. I've stand, I said it last week. I stand by it, especially with the way that Georgia played. I do not believe there is an elite team in this in in all of college football. I think Georgia is is the best that we have. I still I don't think they're elite. I don't think they're unbeatable. I could see them taking a loss by the end of the season. That's not a knock on them. I, I still think they're the odds-on favorite to win. I think that uh, Ohio State is you know good, not great. I I just don't think there's an elite team. Um, and which is you know. Maybe makes our case a little. I'm not saying that we have a case to get in the playoff, but it makes us maybe look a little bit better because it's like, hey, like everybody was getting beat by everybody this year. Um, but I mean, do y'all think that I don't think Texas is, you know, a, an elite team? I don't think USC is an elite team. They almost got beaten by Colorado towards the end of that game. Well, Texas plays Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry this week. That's going to be a big one. They already got college game today. Uh, both teams undefeated. Is Texas really back? We'll find out. Uh, Oklahoma might be back after a, a sad year last year. Uh, so that'll be a fun one to watch. You mentioned Georgia being tested. They've got Kentucky coming to town. Kentucky, who's still undefeated as well. Um, all these basketball schools, they keep rolling. And yeah, not not too many huge matchups this weekend. Those are some ones. Oh, Bama has to go to A and M. A and M playing pretty well, like you said, with Max Johnson. So, can they pull off an upset? Should be fun. Uh, anything else y'all are watching or tuning into? Uh, this upcoming week, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously the, I don't know. Probably definitely the LSU Missouri game since. You know, it'd be nice to have to watch during breakfast or brunch or whatever. But um, yeah, after that, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, like last week or this week, there's there's a lot of good games that 
are going to slowly, you know, uh, shake out the field. See, see who's going to be with one loss. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, it's a title game with two one loss teams, maybe one, two loss team gets into the playoff. Who knows? Yeah. Seems like it could be that kind of year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Daniel, I think I, I agree. I think I'm excited to see the Kentucky Georgia game. I, I hope Kentucky, I hope Kentucky can really give them a game. Um, A&M Alabama. I'll watch that one. Uh, I mean, not a huge, not a huge slate. Maybe, maybe Notre Dame Louisville. That could be one to watch. Um, but I think you're right. I think all eyes are going to be really on that uh, Oklahoma Texas game. Um, and then Kentucky, Georgia. It's amazing. We're, I mean, we're, we're still ranked. Uh, so it's another ranked matchup. Uh, we've, we've had a few of those this week. Um, Notre Dame, Louisville. Yeah, maybe. I think the Arkansas Ole Miss game could be good, even though Arkansas, they now sit with three losses, but obviously still a dangerous team. Uh, I mean, KJ Jefferson, I think he just said, the total yards for a player or quarterback in, in Arkansas history. So, I mean, he's, you know, still not even halfway through the season. Uh, so there you go. It's other than that. Yeah. There's no, there's not too much. I think the ba- the Bama A&M game uh, should be good. They're both four and one. Uh, funny enough, only a- Alabama's ranked, uh, but it would be nice if A&M could throw in some more chaos, throw a wrench, get some more chaos going. But I just just want to see LSU put a W on the board here and not have a complete meltdown and end up six and six or something by the end of the year. Oh my goodness! Right? Um, do you think though that if that were the case, that you know, if it, like do fans really like if if fans were told beginning of the year, and I, I know you said something to this extent earlier, Tommy, but if if Brian Kelly said, "Hey, we had a good year last year." We might take a step back this year, but we're building for the future. Or is it pretty much like ever since 2019, we're in just, why aren't we winning? We're in, we're in win now mode. The fans want it. We want 2019 again. Give it to us. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's definitely a part, a part of that, which is, you know, LSU fans maybe being a, I don't, I can't say we're spoiled because it's not like we're not Alabama where we, where we've no, but it's, it's, it, but it's the fourth, you know, it's one of those er, uh, other four years, right? Yeah, you're right. So, this was supposed to be the year. The, the quarterback was aligning perfectly. Obviously, our offense would be enough. Uh, we just don't have the, the championship. Well, yeah, we. <laughs> I hope we at least have a bowl-eligible caliber defense. That's what we're hoping for at this point. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what else? Any other takes? What, what haven't we talked about? Hmm. Did you know about the, it on the broadcast last night that they had Damian Ramos's um field goal like line is like field goal range line is <laughs> like a PAT? Yeah, he tried to go for 56 at the end of the first half and he came up like two yards short. It was actually a pretty good attempt. Um, but yeah. I just yeah. thought it was funny that every time like we were going into uh going into like their territory and they put like the where LSU's field goal range is it'd be like from like the 15 yard line speaking of the broadcast any comments on uh RG3 as a the broadcaster uh, he's a weirdo he says the most weird things to commentate 
Yeah, definitely some strange analogies and, and whatnot. <laughs> he gets excited <laughs> like all at the wrong times. It's like funny and like kind of, but it's just like kind of weird. <laughs> Is he like Yogi Bear? I, 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 I watched most of it with either the sound off or very low because of other stuff going on. But I, I think I missed some of that. Is he like Yogi Bear with just, okay, it sounds prolific, but then again, it doesn't make sense. Yes. And then he just like, he just... Dana, what was the one he said last night? There were, he said a couple of weird ones. It's hard to like. I, I noticed them in real time. But I didn't. I didn't file them away, but I had to go back and watch. No. Yeah, just we don't need, don't need to dwell on it. Hopefully, we yeah. don't get them again. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I think that was it for me. Yeah, that's about it for me too. Same here. I think that is enough. Um, we can we can wrap it up with there. I mean, there wasn't too much going on you know, outside of uh, college football this week worth mentioning. Um, feels like the, the the Saints and the Tigers are in, uh, you know, similar modes. Usually if one's having an off year, the other one's kind of having a good year, but we're, we're both kind of having an off, an off year this year. Uh, and it seems like the NFL, you know, it's usually, that that is like every given Sunday because what, last week the Dolphins scored the second highest points in like league history. And then this week they lost by like four touchdowns or something. So it's, it's very odd. And, you know, they, they scored all those points on Sean Payton who, you know, he wanted to go to the Broncos, try something new. I can't say I really blame him, but they just look awful. Like he can't do anything with Russell Wilson as his QB also. So yeah. it's just, wow. And the saints for as good as the defense they have, I thought their offense was you know, again, like LSU this year, man, our offense is going to be good. Uh, hopefully our defense is too. we got a lot of guys coming back, but yeah, it's, it's the other way around. They look like LSU in the, like the 20 teens, you know, really good defense, uh, some playmakers on offense, but not putting it together. Yeah. Unfortunately, injuries aside, of course, but um, unless you guys had anything, I think that'll pretty much do it for us here on talk and tigs uh, tune in next week. We are going to have the, LSU Mizzou battle recap for you, hopefully on a more positive note. Um, so until then, stay safe, stay tuned, get your Bloody Marys ready for Saturday morning, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Ticks.